For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Keep everything moving or reinvent the wheel. IBM is helping manufacturers do both. Using AI on a hybrid cloud helps them automate little things so they can focus on the next big thing. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 188 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And today I am joined by the media relations coordinator and radio voice for Delta State Athletics, Mr. Cody Clark. Welcome to the show, Cody. Thank you so much, Corey. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you taking the time to to get in contact with us and let us look at what's a a big football game coming up this weekend. Absolutely. A big football game coming up for the state of Mississippi. We're excited to host you guys and we're looking forward to it. And we want to know all about this Delta State team that's two and one on the season coming off a tough one point loss to West Georgia. Uh, So talk to us about this season, how it's going so far for you guys. The first couple of games opened up really well. You know, obviously, unlike a lot of division one football we did not play last year covid uh took that season from a lot of us here at the division two level and so you know i think you've seen some of that rust in the first couple of games it was you know a very long 600 some odd days without football wow here in cleveland and and here at parker field mccool stadium and i know fans were chomping at the bit i know the coaches and players were, were ready to get back and a 48 14 win over bethel 45-17 win over McKendry. Both of those games, Statesman struggled a little bit early on just to kind of get their footing. I think as you'd expect when you're off for that much time, mm-hmm. but uh, responded in the second half of both of those games. Uh, defense responded extremely well in those games. So I think Coach Cooley and his crew through the first two games were, were pretty happy. Obviously plenty of things to clean up as as every coach looks at, you know, as you kind of move through week by Absolutely. week. and move through a college football season. But yeah, first real test, you mentioned it, the West Georgia Wolves, a road game for us and kind of a unique situation where we'll play them twice. This first one was the Gulf South Conference opener. Mm-hmm. And then the last game of the season, we'll actually play them again. So kind of a scheduling quirk, but yeah, tough one. One point loss on the road against top 25 ranked teams. Uh, West Georgia was number 18 and Delta State was number uh 22 statesmen still in the top 25 pull at two and one mm-hmm. at uh, number 25 this week. So tough back and forth ball game and ultimately couldn't pull it out in the end, but uh, there were a lot of positives to take away from that. And, you know, move, we'll move forward into this weekend against 
line it up against another very tough opponent <laughs> in the Tigers. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, talk to me about the be, becoming reacclimated with just the game of football after not playing last season. Now, we weren't able to play in the fall, but uh, the Southwestern Athletic Conference was able to play in the spring, and you'll be the second opponent that missed the entirety of last season. So, what has that adjustment been like getting reacclimated? Oh man, I, I know for me, I hadn't called a football game in a while on the radio, so I've been trying to work those kinks out. But where it comes to the team, I, you know, it, it was just it was just so tough mentally because you know you're not able to go out. You're able to go out and play the sport you love in terms of practicing, in terms of those sorts of things. But the guys didn't get that reward of playing a game on Saturday or playing mm -hmm. a game on Thursday night and getting to go against a different opponent. You know, it was a long couple of years, basically of of practice and green and white scrimmages and a long time without hitting somebody else in a different mm -hmm. jersey and I, mm -hmm. you know that kind of takes its toll it's like any of us you know on the radio side if that's something that somebody took away from me you know mm -hmm. I'd be I'd be torn up about it you know I know mm -hmm. the guys feel the same way about the game of football so it was a long couple of years but you know I, I think a credit to our coaching staff head coach Todd Cooley and and his staff and really just a credit to the players for persevering you know everybody was able to to kind of refocus and recenter when we found out that we weren't going to play a fall season, there was uh, there were some opportunities for teams in our conference and our level to play some sort of a spring with just a couple of games. There was nothing sanctioned by our league, mm -hmm. the Gulf South Conference, in terms of a football season. But various schools, including some in our conference, uh, I think West Georgia being one of them, played a handful of games, you know, just kind of one-offs to try to keep their, you know, keep players engaged and keep everybody, you know, as fresh as you possibly can be missing an entire football season of competition. But mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't play any outside competition. Uh, it was all, all practice. And I know coach Cooley and his guys, you know, it was time to focus on some fundamentals and some things that perhaps you don't get to focus on as much in terms of when you come in for fall camps and that sort of thing, gearing up for football season. But I know his team was ready to turn the page on all of that and, and come out this season and, and play actual football games against other people. Mm -hmm. sure. And now you talked about the rust, which I can imagine if you know, after missing that much football, but offensively, it seems like you guys have been able to get into your groove pretty quickly. This offense looks explosive, averaging 39.7 points per game. So how have you been able to put up so many points in such abundance early on in the season? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it starts with there's a handful of players and you, you know, you watch the game, it takes an entire team, but you know, this, especially on offense, it is a very experienced group. You know, this running back group of number two, Rico Owens and number five, Dion Dampier, they combined uh, in 20, in the 2019 season, uh, they combined for 1200 yards uh, between the two guys. Rico was in the top 10, uh, Rico Owens, number two, a Greenwood native, uh, he was in the top 10 in the league in rushing yards per game and total touchdowns and uh, rushing touchdowns. And so it's, it's a very dynamic group. Uh, Patrick Shegog, the quarterback coming back also, mm -hmm. he was a guy who was in 2018, Patrick was the uh, co-freshman of the year in our conference. And then 2019, three games into the season, uh, he was lost to a collarbone injury. So the, you know, the, the layoff for him was even longer, but he's come out and played extremely well and been very efficient. The past two games, Patrick Shegog, our quarterback, has been the leading passer and the leading rusher, which isn't exactly something that you're, you're wanting to lean on week in, week out. But 
Patrick's a very dynamic athlete that can that can hurt you with his arm and hurt you with his uh, hurt you with his legs as well. But Rico's the leading rusher, has a couple of touchdowns, uh, 161 total yards. Patrick Shegog running the football, 159 total yards with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the receiving group is a younger group, and that's something that when you talk to Coach Cooley, he's really excited about the growth of that group. There's a handful of guys that have been around the Delta State program. Corinthius Edmonds, one of those guys uh, who has 12 catches on the year. Dante Myers, number one, is a name that uh, fans have been keying in on for the Statesman here early in the year. He has 11 catches, a couple of touchdowns, 200 yards, and just under 70 a game for Dante Myers. He's a Presbyterian transfer. <laughs> but really, really, it all kind of works off that running game, and it works off the offensive line. Uh, Ennis Claude, our starting center, has been a three-time All-GSC performer. Nick Melsop at right tackle uh, is a preseason All-GSC selection this year. So really starts up in the trenches and starts with the running game. And then, you know, Patrick Shegog in the offense, throwing the football, kind of kind of work off of that. But Patrick has done a great job quarterbacking this team. Uh, he has six touchdowns, just two interceptions. He's completing 68% of his passes. Um it just he's just done a really really good job here early in the season of getting the ball to you know the different people that are going to make plays for this team and making plays himself also. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and uh, Mr. Shegog is from South Panola, or should we say the University of South Panola? So we know they are <laughs> known for turning out the athletes. So we're definitely not surprised to see him doing such a great job for you guys. All right. And, you know, you talked about the offense, how well it's doing. But one thing that stands out are the turnovers. That seems to be hampering the offense a bit early on. Eight fumbles in three games and you guys have lost seven of the eight. So is there anything in particular that you can attribute that to? And, and how much more proficient could this offense be if they're able to clean that up? Because, as I stated, you're averaging 40 a game. Oh, no question about it. And when you talk to Coach Cooley, that's, you know, the turnovers is something we talk about, you know, every week when, when I sit down and do pregame interview with him and when we have our coaches show on, on Mondays at local restaurant, Monday afternoons, you know, that's something we always touch on and, and working on taking care of the football. Obviously, through the first three games of the year, you know, we've nobody's going to shy away from the fact that the Statesmen have had way too many turnovers. A couple of those have been fumbled. Uh, muffed punts as well so it's just kind of bleeded into a couple of different areas that that you know are not ideal and that's what coach and his his staff are working to clean up you know I know the guys are, are really putting in the extra work to to work on that ball security I think you saw the statesman turn the page a little bit on that this past weekend uh, the statesman went on the road at West Georgia a very hostile environment top 25 team and won the turnover battle three to one Fumbled very first play of the game. Uh, offensive snap, fumbled it, gave it back to West Georgia. But after that, it was all statesmen in terms of generating turnovers. And the statesmen did not turn it over after that point. So I think last week went a long way in helping, you know, kind of quell some of those turnover issues. But it's something you're obviously every single week. And it's something you're obviously looking at saying, guys, you know, hey, if, if we're able to clean up those areas, us taking care of the football means those opponents don't get those extra opportunities. And that's something that the statesman can ill afford to give Jackson state is those extra opportunities. So right. it, it continues to be a focus. And yeah, as you mentioned that, you know, putting up basically 40 points a game with that many turnovers, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of scary to think what it could be. 
uh, if you're, you're taking care of the football. So I think that's something that it's obviously been getting worked on. And I think we saw a positive step this past weekend against West Georgia going on the road and winning the turnover mm-hmm. battle. Yeah. So I think, you know, the statesmen are primed moving forward to kind of clean some of that up and take care of it heading into this weekend. Sure thing, sure thing. And similar story on our end, Jackson State uncharacteristically had three turnovers in our last game, and two of those came on our last couple of drives where we were looking to take the lead, and we ended up losing by five points on the road versus an FBS opponent. So we know all too well about the turnovers. But one way to offset the turnovers is to force turnovers, which we were unable to do this past Saturday. But Delta State, on the other hand, your defense has uh, seven interceptions on the season, Leading the way uh, with two each are Ty Woods and a Northern Arizona University transfer, Sherrod Page. So talk about this opportunistic defense for Delta State. No question. I mean, that's where it all starts. Uh, associate head coach, defensive coordinator, Kelvin Green does a, a phenomenal head, uh, a phenomenal job heading that defense. And particularly, you talked about the defensive back groups, uh, our defensive back coach, Jeff Terry. You know, it, I, think it, I think Coach Cooley and Coach Green have been together nine years now. And that has been the hallmark. That has been something that the statesmen hang their hat on year in and year out is being able to get the ball back for the offense, being able to turn opponents over. It's been particularly important this season because of the turnover numbers on the statesman side. Being able to generate those has been big. But yeah, it's a very opportunistic defense. You mentioned Sherrod Page uh, coming in with a couple of interceptions. He's a Northern Arizona transfer He's actually a guy who played at Northern Arizona for Delta State's former defensive coordinator, Jerry Partridge, who's the defensive coordinator at Northern Arizona now. So he had some familiarity with this Statesman program uh, playing for Coach P and coming down. He has been a great, great addition to this Delta State secondary with 15 tackles, a couple interceptions, a couple of pass breakups out of his safety spot. Ty Woods, he's a guy that has really grown and has been in the Statesman program for a long time. He's really coming into his own, really stepping up. 15 tackles for him, a tackle for loss. He has a couple pass breakups. He has two interceptions. He has a fumble recovery, a forced Mm -hmm. fumble. Ty, also from the safety spot, has really been a playmaker in the box. He's been a playmaker one-on-one out wide for the Statesman in terms of the defensive backfield. So he's a guy who's really progressed and done a nice job. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Junior Falk. He's number Mm -hmm. six, uh, 11 total tackles, three tackles for loss. He has an interception and three pass breakups. Junior, an All-American in 2019, led led the entirety of Division II, uh, led our conference. He had nine interceptions total, did Junior. He was a 2019 All-American. And then in game number one, he had an interception as well to make it 10 interceptions in 10 games. Hmm. He's in the top five in Delta State history in that category. Junior's a big physical player uh, who's going to get a look at the next level and a guy who has played well for the Statesman has shown a, a nice ability to tackle in space as well, kind of one-on-one by himself. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that stepped up who has that ability to generate a turnover and has that ability to cover guys one-on-one. One of the players that really had a breakout game this past week was Manny Barber at linebacker. He had a pick six. He has a couple of quarterback hurries, a couple tackles for loss. When you look at it for the Statesman defense, the ability to get those interceptions and turn people over, that's been something Mm -hmm. that they've been able to hang their hat on this year. And the tackles for loss is something to hang their hat on as well. 
Statesman already coming into this game with 29 tackles for loss Mm. and 94 total yards lost. So it's been, you mentioned the ability to take it away with interceptions. It's also been the ability to keep opponents behind the chains and keep them Mm -hmm. off schedule. That's something the Statesman defense has done very well. And both of those areas are going to be extremely important going on the road into a tough environment. Always when you go on the road, you know, are you able to get a turnover or two Mm -hmm. and help that offense? It's going to be key again this weekend. It's been something that the Statesmen have been very good at through three games this season. Sure, sure. And, and, you know, you guys have definitely have the playmakers on both sides of the ball. And as I look at this roster, I see six players on the preseason all-conference team and a number of newcomers to the team. The staff looks like they really dipped into that transfer portal and brought in some guys from the FBS and even the the Power Five level schools like Clemson, Nebraska, Georgia Tech, Southern Miss. Memphis, Louisville, Iowa, FAU, and Florida State. Now, Jackson State has had a ton of success with the transfer portal as well. Uh, But, you know, that can be hit or miss. So talk about the overall impact of some of these newcomers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sherrod's one of those guys we just kind of touched on. And a lot of those players have made a big impact. We talked about on defense just a moment ago, uh, Jaquan Henderson, number 10 for the Statesman. He's Covington, Georgia native. Um, he played serious, he played serious football at Georgia Tech. I mean, started, I think it was 11 games for Georgia Tech in 2019. I mean, he's a, a legitimate division one football player that joined us after finishing his time at Georgia Tech. So, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about the transfer portal and if you were talking to coach Cooley right now on the podcast, we'd probably be going off on some tangent about the transfer portal, but it, it's definitely something <laughs> that you've got to look at and you've got to take you've got to take advantage of. I mean, let's face it, where the sport is at our level, Division Two, Division One, FBS, FCS, it, it doesn't really matter. That's kind of where we're at as a sport is that transfer portal plays such a big role. And there's so many very quality players out there looking for new homes for a variety of reasons. The Statesmen have been able to, to dip into that and bring in, you know, a lot of different players that can make an impact. But, you know, the biggest thing that Coach Cooley preaches, you know, is, hey, you, you're you not going to, you know, it doesn't really matter where you've been. You know, you've got to earn your time on the field for this Statesman team because, you know, where we've brought in a lot of players from different schools and used the transfer portal and had transfers and everything like every school does. You know, there are a ton of guys. We talked about Ty Woods being one of them that have grown up in this Statesman football program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's something that, It's something that our coaches, I think, as a coaching staff, definitely look at because there are impact players to be had. And so when you have an opportunity to bring in one of those guys, we talked about Dante Myers a little bit early on. Donnie's a guy who was Presbyterian's leading wide receiver and comes in and he's gone for 585 and a touchdown. He's gone for 410 and a touchdown uh, so far this season. So when you have an opportunity to bring those guys in through that portal, you're definitely looking at it and you're definitely wanting to do that. But there's a big focus here in Cleveland about growing those football players from within as well. Right. There's a ton of guys all over this this roster. You know, Ty Woods, Patrick Shegog, all of those guys. You know, Rico Owens here after transferring in from Colin Community College, the, the two years he's had for the Statesman. You know, a lot of those guys have really grown up in this football program. And I know that's something that Coach Cooley and his staff take great pride in as well. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Coach Todd Cooley, you know, you've mentioned him a number of times on the show. He's in his eighth season, so he's definitely established his culture there. What would you say is the identity of a typical Todd Cooley ball club? Uh, the identity of a typical Todd Cooley, extremely hard-nosed, 
You see that on defense. Uh, you know, one of his mantras is we do hard things better here in the Delta. He said, mm. you know, it, it's a tough – the GSC is, is one, of, one of, if not the top football conference at the NCAA Division II level. You know, okay. by the end of this season, you're going to have West Florida is ranked in the top 25. Valdosta State is ranked in the top 25. Um, the Statesmen, West Georgia, and West Alabama. So five top 25 teams at our level. Mm-hmm are out of this Gulf South conference. It's a grind and coach embraces that he encourages the players to embrace that. You know, you're coming to dump state. It's not going to be easy. You know, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to come to work every day and you're going to have to earn everything you get because, you know, the Statesman play in one of the toughest conferences in the country, particularly, as I mentioned at this NCAA division two level, and, and that's not something that he takes for granted. It's not something that the players take for granted as well. So I think just that preaching of that, that hard hat, that workman's mentality, um, you know, earning everything you have, making sure you take care of your family. You know, mm-hmm. it's a hashtag is DSU family. It's something that Coach Cooley and his staff take very seriously. You know, we're a big family. And obviously, as a little bit smaller school, as compared to, you know, a Jackson State University, um, that, that family is really important. And he's he preaches that not only with the football family, but also just the, the campus and the community and, and the way guys interact with each other, the way they interact with students and professors and the way they present themselves, you know, in the community as well when they don't have that football helmet on, but are still wearing that triangle state mm-hmm. Delta state logo. So that family aspect that uh, workman's like attitude and, and that, you know, doing hard things better. You know, those are those are things that when you're faced with adversity, you've got to bounce back. And that's something that Coach Cooley really focuses on and his coaching staff focus on. And, you know, we've seen a very resilient group of football players because of it. Awesome stuff. And, Cody, I definitely want to look ahead to this matchup on Saturday. Only the third all-time meeting between the two programs, strangely enough, and the series is actually tied one-to-one. Delta State was able to get a win in Jackson in the first-ever meeting back in 2007, 27-15. And if you talk to some of the players from that team, they'll probably tell you that the Delta State game was a big wake-up call for them, especially early on in the season, because they went on to win the SWAC championship that season. Uh, so definitely didn't get off to a, a good start, but they picked it up after after facing Delta State. Now, three seasons later in 2010, Jackson State came away with a 32-17 to 17 victory. What's the anticipation like around the program uh, for heading to the capital city for this rubber match, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Anticipation has been really high. I know the last couple of weeks when Coach has his press conference, uh, every Monday afternoon, you know, the last couple of weeks he's fielded those Jackson state questions. And he's, he's, you know, he's kind of pushed those off and said, Hey, we, we've got, you know, we've got tough games to play before we get to that point. We've got to go oh. on the road against West mm-hmm. Georgia and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that, now that game week is here, talked about it in the press conference on Monday, just the ability to play a game like this, what it means for our state, what it means for, you know, a lot of these kids on our team to be able to play in the state capital, to be able to play a game against a division one team. You know, that's something that they that those that the kids love and they take that very seriously so it's something that you know they've been really looking forward to and and now that it's game week you know we can kind of really focus on that and and how big of an atmosphere it's going to be and you know sonic boom and everything like that you know we've been talking about a lot of people like you got to make it down to that game i mean there's just going to be so much awesome stuff happening at the wc gordon classic you know valley and uh valley and southern playing the next day it's just gonna be a really fun weekend uh, down in Jackson and 
I think they've been able to appreciate that this week. I definitely think it's something you have in kind of the back of your mind for the entirety of the, you know, for the entirety of the season, you kind of have it circled, but you've got to take care of business up until that point. And now that it's game week, I think coach Cooley and his staff and the players can appreciate the matchup can appreciate how tough it's going to be. And yeah, you mentioned it, you know, in 2010, a 32-17 loss to Jackson state, but a, uh, but the Statesmen have a win in uh, in 2007 in the matchup. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a split. It's something that this program has, has been able to do before is beat a mm-hmm. Division One team. So, you know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of look at that and that happened, to, you know, it happened a long time ago. The 27-15 win for the Statesmen happened back in that 2007 season in the very first game of the year. Uh, Statesmen would go on to finish 10-2 and in that season. Uh, make a, a very deep playoff run into the second round. So you're obviously at a different point. And for both of these programs, you know, mm-hmm. Jackson State and Delta State are in sure. different places than they were in 2007, 2010. But I think it's a really great thing for our state. It's a really good thing regionally. I think it helps us in recruiting as well, you know, to be able to play that game. I know Coach was very thankful to get this game on the schedule. You know, mm-hmm. when it came out, you know, having not played last season, you know, one of the biggest things – Coach Cooley has been talking about is is just the appreciation for Jackson State to play this game. You know, this is kind of one of those deals where there's not a whole lot for the Tigers to gain from it. If mm-hmm. Jackson State wins, you know, they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. If, you know, the Statesmen win, that's where that's where, you know, Coach Coach Deion Sanders and mm-hmm. Coach Prime and, and you they've got to answer some more questions. So it's just <laughs> one of those things where Coach you know, Coach Cooley just expressed that in his press conference. He said, look, we're just appreciative of them playing a football game. He said, we, we didn't play last year. Like, we didn't get to play football. So mm-hmm. I, he says, I, I want this team to play as many games against as many different people as we can. And to be able to play a game that's so regionally important, and like you said, in the state capitol at Veterans Memorial Stadium, just all of that goes into it. But I know they're really, really looking forward to it. I know we're really looking, really looking forward to making the short trip down to Jackson and I'm really excited to, to call this thing on the radio because it's going to be fun. Sure thing. It definitely should be a fun weekend. It's always special when two in-state teams meet up, two teams who aren't in the same conference, obviously. And, you know, for you guys coming down, I, I would imagine you have a lot of alumni in the uh, metro area, so they'll mm-hmm. give them an opportunity to see the team play in Jackson and bring your, as many fans as possible. We have a huge stadium well over 40,000. So even if you want to spread out and social distance, the Veterans Memorial Stadium is the place. So we hope to see all of your fans in attendance. Absolutely. I think we're planning on, we're planning on a lot of green in the stands there uh, at, at Veterans Memorial. So we're looking forward to it, but yeah, just like you mentioned it, you know, such a, such a cool thing for the region. It's going to be a great weekend down in Jackson and had a ton of fans already asking about tickets and passes and all sorts of stuff. So I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of green in Jackson, which is going to be good. And we're really looking forward to what's going to be a good football game, but what's going to be just a, a really cool like, weekend and very great experience for, for our players, for our program, uh, and, you know, and just our fans down in the uh, down in the Jackson area as well. Absolutely. We are looking forward to it and we welcome it. Well, Cody, I truly appreciate this. I'm uh, looking forward to hosting you guys this weekend and looking forward to an amazing weekend and an excellent game. Corey, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate the opportunity to, to come on and talk about the Statesmen and, you know, highlight some of the highlight some of the, the great players and coaches that we have in our region at this NCAA Division II level. Uh, you know, there's a lot of 
a lot of guys and a lot of guys from Mississippi that are that Saturday is going to be a really really special time for them and a really special game that a lot of their families will be able to come out and enjoy as well. So we appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate you know coming on the podcast to talk about it, and we're we're ready to go. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday, my friend. And that'll do it for episode 188 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag, I believe. Hashtag, pack the vet. Hashtag, the I love. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done